0: Wrestling should be fun, should be fun, wrestling should be fun Wrestling should be fun, should be fun, wrestling should be fun
1: Hello and welcome to the Wrestling Should Be Fun podcast. This is episode 36 where we will be doing the Wrestling Should Be Fun Awards for 2021 and we're absolutely blessed to have three OGs
2: in the house we've got Muhammad Shafi how you doing Shaf is that it like no you know the sultan or any? No. no you can't you <laughs> I didn't no one told me we were using shoot names today I'm not, <laughs> I'm not prepared for this
3: <laughs> good oh, evening a GWA nominee Dom versus yeah. Shaf <laughs>
2: the, Ross is shooting hard out here good evening yeah. everyone it's nice to see you <laughs> next up we've got the con man Matt Connolly how you doing buddy I'm good, boy.
1: Um, uh, I've been to Winter Wonderland today, so uh, it was very, very fun and not expensive. Did you go on, it, on any rides? No, I did. Well, I went on that big wheel that goes up and down. You can see a bit. It's like shit London Eye. Went on that thing. <laughs> <laughs> I went on the shit London Eye. and it cost it's, me. Not, um, it's not WWSBF. <laughs> <laughs> it was all right, like, day to go out, you know, <laughs> but, like, just the place isn't for me. Yeah. There was no wrestling. I mean, that's the main thing, right? It's missing.
2: Probably loads of super spreading, though, to be fair. <laughs> exactly, yeah. Well, so, what is footballers,
3: that? So. That's the big question.
2: Oh, that's true. That would have been good. Must have been
3: some. Yeah. Who's the Mark, most likely... Yeah, Bosnich, for knocking going around. <laughs> Bosnich. Shipley's Chip- yeah. there, exposing himself. <laughs> the <door. laughs>
1: this has already gone south, <laughs> <it? Yeah. laughs>
2: Boswich and... into the fake snow.
1: <laughs> Last but not least, we've already heard him chatting away about Neil Shippley. It's JCH. How are you doing, James?
3: Yeah, I thought, you know, being, having been back in wrestling for at least a month, that the year-end awards show would be the time to definitely make an appearance. So that's why, based <laughs> on that, you will hear me trying to change the subject to 90s footballers and other things towards <laughs> <across> the <year. laughs>
1: Nice to be here, then always great stuff fab four in the house so let's crack on with the wrestling should be fun awards so we've got one two three four five six seven eight nine ten eleven awards so let's get cracking in with the first one which is obviously the fun wrestler of the year there was quite a few nominations here. We've got Bianca Belair, Brandon Cutler, Cameron Grimes, Chris Jericho, Crispy Fiend, Danhausen, Housen, Effie, Gene Money, Hangman Adam Page, Hook, John Silver, Orange Cassidy, R-Truth, Ray Phoenix, Rebel, Ricochet, Riddle, Roman Reigns, Sami Zayn, Seth Rollins, Tony D'Angelo, Yano, Xavier Woods, and Zach Saber Jr. Oh, so God. God. Whole it sounds
3: like <laughs> the next <laughs> round of
2: cuts.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
3: Can I ask a question? Have you sure. got more mates since last we met who are nominating all
1: these people? <laughs> so this is it. So this includes the community on Twitter,
3: right, right? Yeah, no, that makes sense. Yeah,
1: yeah. Still only have you four.
2: I suppose it shows the There's only three of us Ross, you're one of the squares I include
1: myself It shows the breadth of what people consider fun right, like whether you consider that to be a flippy dude because I know it's like Phoenix and Ricochet in there or whether it's a comedy dude or whether you just like a heel like Roman Reigns and that's (laughs) fun to you get well, me yeah, wrong. I
3: love Roman. But... I want to curry favour with the biggest sort of um, listening population. What, what, what? These nominations came from North Bergen, because I'm going to go with that one.
1: <laughs> Unfortunately, we, we don't have a geography-based data. <laughs> <laughs> Coman, you were the person in the house who went with with Cameron Grimes. Little chat about Cameron Grimes and why you think he's fun. Well, yeah, I mean, he's just funny. <laughs> there's, there's loads of people on that list that make me laugh you know Yano every year is always of course like one that still pops me but I just enjoy Grimes's work you know um I, I was under the presumption that I'll probably get this wrong was the stuff with LA Knight this year LA Knight this year yeah with um ten, I mean, that stuff is, every time I saw their vignettes they just had me in you know in stitches and like and wrestling there we talked about for about funny and wrestling funny but Cameron Grimes actually makes me laugh and As many times he said it, I still laugh when he says to the moon. I just think it's (laughs) such a good catchphrase as well. Like the way he delivers it. So, yeah, yeah, I just, this year when I thought who's entertained me on just um, a fun level, like what I see as fun, then the answer was Cameron Grimes. So I went for him. Great shout, great shout. I was the one person who voted Rebel. I just think she's really, really funny. Um, She adds a lot to Britt Baker's act. And I think I've said previously that she's kind of the third iconic in my eyes, she's that kind of comedy gold for me personally. Um, I know that she's not an amazing wrestler, but I don't want her to, to be an amazing wrestler. I want her to be exactly as she is, hamming it up. Yeah. So, so she got my vote. I think this year she's been a real great um, side piece for DMD. Sharf, is there anyone that you want to nominate as your fun wrestler of the year?
2: So I think that obviously with the rise of podcasts, um, you know, it's made it a lot more accessible for people to get their views out there. But with that comes a drop in, you know, journalistic standards. And I'm probably an exemplar of that because you sent me a list of all these different awards. And I obviously 10 minutes before we went live, I thought, yeah, I'll do that. And I started at the top and this was at the bottom. So I didn't get this far. (laughs) Not exactly known as being the most fun loving guy in the world. Um, I think that's probably fair to say. Um, So fun wrestler of the year is probably not my... uh, not my wheelhouse, but what did I find fun this year? You know, what I actually enjoyed a lot was um, another person, probably not really associated with a lot of fun, is uh, Minoru Suzuki. Really enjoyed his excursion to America. He had a few matches in AW, I think lost all of them, but he just didn't care. Like, just turned up, I'm just going to have banger after banger, whether it's, you know, Moxley, whether it's Brian Danielson. Don't care if I win or lose. I'm just going to go out and just. Smash him and, you know, have a good time. Personally, I absolutely love that. Is he funny? Not very often. Is he a lot of fun? Hell yes. Minoru Suzuki, my fun wrestler of the year. Fantastic stuff.
3: He is funny as well, though.
2: He has his moments. He's got a bit of comedy time in when he needs to, but he's also scary as fuck, Yes, Yeah,
1: definitely, which is part of the funniest. I haven't seen any of it, but I can imagine that the combination
2: of him and Taka Michinoku in the tag league was a lot of fun. And he's, you know, he's, he's done stuff in Impact and GCW as well. So, yeah, you know. Good job, man. Great shout. JCH, did you have a pick?
3: Uh, I'm sorry. Fun, fun people I saw this year. Um, obviously, recently went, went to a Red Pro show. have that Brum. Uh, <laughs> and I was like Lord Gideon Grey. Almost always a classic comedy figure. Yeah. Uh, Debbie Cartel was really funny. Um, but I'm going to possibly side with Brum. And sort of some things I saw flirting through BT Sport at midnight. And uh, throw a mention out for Brum's
1: favourite wrestler, Reginald. <laughs> yes, Reginald. Now going by the name of Reggie, unfortunately. Oh, has he changed his name? <laughs> not, not to a sommelier <laughs> in <been> a while? <laughs> so that means that there's one pick each for Suzuki and Reginald, which means that we actually have ourselves a three-way tie in the first award. <laughs> Would you believe it? So, the winners of Fun wrestle of, of the Year in a fun triple threat match, we have. Happy days for Tom Mann. Cameron Grimes, got himself seven votes. Equalling them with, was um, Dan Housen. Someone who Brum nominated, and equaling them was Riddle, bro. So we've got Grimes, Dan Housen, and Riddle taking away the prize for Matt Riddle of the year. He was—I don't think he was voted by any of us, James. I mean, if we take away every like and just judge him as a character on TV, he has—he um, has had moments of hilarity. So I can see yeah. why he's, he's won. Yeah, yeah but I
3: mean, like, well, I've seen of him like he's a bit of a dork. And which which I mean, seeing him wrestle in the indies is not what he is. He's is a funny dude, but the way they portray him from what I've seen, again, not every week, they sort of make him a bit dorky and he's better than that.
2: Yeah, but people haven't seen that stuff, so. Yeah, so well done to those three.
1: Um, I think they're all perfectly viable. Um, I must admit that I don't actually know much about Dan Housen, but I follow his Twitter and he's funny on Twitter, so that counts. He's
2: very nice, very
1: evil. <laughs> so, next award is for the fun moment of the year. Oh, again, a fairly wide-ranging one that people had the opportunity to pick. I'll go through the list here. So, we had Alexa Bliss in the Rumble. Alexa Bliss riding Randy Orton. That was Rose pick. On <laughs> 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 Anderson's Glock, uh, Babyface Brock, Bad Bunny, Bloodline killing Xavier. That's a heel choice. Cameron Grimes and Ted DiBiase, Cardona winning the GCW title. CM Punk and MJF's promo. The CM Punk return. Danhausen, just being downhausen, was, was picked. Gigi Dolan being tossed around in a trash can at WarGames, the Halloween tag match on AEW, Hook's debut, the Index wedding, Lashley versus The Miz, MJF being a babyface, NWO belt guy at AEW, Orange Cassidy versus Sting, Pack kicking Orange Cassidy in the balls, Riddle on a camel, RK-Bro, Roman sending Brian packing, interesting choice, Samoa Joe in a poncho, Spring Stampede 2, Trent's return and Zack Sabre Jr's promo on Shingo we'll go over to Matt's pick for this one Matt you picked the index wedding I did also what I picked right so yeah. the index wedding is the answer I will stick with but I think there was a, a moment that was funner and it was the Cody promo this year wasn't it oh yes, yes how yes, did yes. I forget the Cody promo when you <laughs> just said the arm glock thing I was like the Cody promo was the funnest thing this year. It gave me so much joy, even on this podcast. But yeah, no, I did pick the index wedding off the top of my head. Uh, and that was just a blast. And yeah. it feels like one of the last moments of the old NXT, really. Um yeah. before it went 2.9. I don't know if it was like literally the last episode or not, but um it was uh it was it was fun. If you asked me to take loads of the jokes now, I probably wouldn't be able to. But I remember for 15 minutes I watched that. Oh, that one. Yeah, yeah, that was the that's the one. And uh, Andre Chase just standing up when his name was sort of vaguely mentioned and uh, there was a couple of bits and bobs in there that I just really liked so that's why I went for it but probably really the the Cody promo but yeah Index Wedding. Yeah for me Index Wedding was an absolute blast it went long I wasn't expecting it to be as good as it was as it went that long sometimes when things go long it drags out and it's not so good but the jokes kept coming the fact that they had pretty much the whole roster out there helped with that obviously because there were so many different versions and um, storylines that they were able to hit. Obviously, um, Gargano was fantastic in his role there as well. Yeah, just a brilliant half an hour of TV, as we've seen on AEW as well, that doesn't have to be the wrestling side of things. That entertaining for half an hour, and index wrestling certainly did that for me. Shaf, did you have a pick for
2: this? Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, so, I mean, there were a couple which stick out. I mean, I think... It's, it's difficult to choose between two. I think the, um, the Halloween one was brilliant. The AEW yeah. Ghostbusters thing, I thought that was just a brilliant segment and sort of showed how you can do fun stuff and then twist it and make it serious and create a moment with the Hangman reveal. Like, I really enjoyed that. But I think I'm actually going to choose something that happened very, very recently. And maybe I'm a victim of recency bias, but I am going to go with a punk MJF promo from... Nice. A week ago, so not not the first one, not the uh, you know where they you know yeah less famous Miz and all that sort of stuff. But last week I think was actually even better in that they played with the hill and face dynamics with MJF being in his home his hometown. So they played with those dynamics a little bit. And the reason I really enjoyed it is because Punk was still a face and MJF was still a hill. They stayed true to their characters whilst sort of the crowd tried to flip them and what was really really clever about it more so than any of the you know one-liners that had happened you know in previous weeks is that rather than punk being heel even though he did do some things to rather crowd what he actually did to the tv audience was make the crowd in the stadium heels yeah as opposed to him being heelish so i think they went 20 maybe 25 minutes and we, I think particularly from like the reign of terror and stuff, we have previously been conditioned to think that shows starting with 20 minute promos are going to be terrible, but that was like, for me, Punk and um, MJF have been brilliant in that role. And even though they haven't had a match in another year, I I would have been, they're probably my second favorite feud of the year. That's what I'm going to say. And they haven't even had a match. Obviously we'll get onto a feud of the year and there's a reason why I can't pick it, but yeah. So, fun moment for the year for me, MJF, hometown boy, uh, with all of the, the vignette that he had, all the build-up. Yeah, I'm, that's my fun moment of the year. I absolutely love that as well. Um, I think the
1: crowning moment of it was when it looked like he was going to do the babyface save and then started <laughs> to join in. So good. <laughs> yeah. JCH.
3: I really like that um, holiday-themed food fight. I assume they had on Raw. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> I say when I heard the list of nominations, my favourite thing I could uh, from that was definitely uh, similar to what Shaft said was the MJF fake babyface just in the battle royal when he'd run in, kick him in the corner, ru- do the sort of lap of honour, and run out. Uh, that really entertained me. I'm not gonna lie.
1: Simple. Are you going to pick MJF being a babyface a baby as well? MJF pretending
3: to be a babyface. Yeah,
1: <laughs> love it. Cool. So. Let's see what that's done to the final scores. That put your picks of MGF into second place, actually, which may well be recency biased. but you know what? He did bloody great, didn't he? But the winner was Index Wedding.
2: Dexter Gaylord Loomis, you're misunderstood by so many people. While many people see you as a creep, I see you as my cuddly teddy bear.
1: So I think that's probably going to be one of the few now that NXT win, you've obviously had Grimes, Grimes in the last one as well. So, even with a, a clean sweep, <laughs> like raw a <at> survivor series, <laughs> yeah. yeah, Weirdly enough, we've not actually had an AEW winner yet, but I'm sure they'll come. Well done to Indy Hartwell and Dexa Loomis for Indy Har- Hartwell didn't come up on the fu- did she did people nominate her as fun wrestler of the year? No nominations. Yeah, I'm surprised was. that no one nominated. Her. I mean, I, I say that as someone who didn't nominate, her, but I thought people would nominate. Think again, like what you say with um Rebby. I think um yeah. I think she's been brilliant this year. Whenever I've seen it, so yeah, a lot of fun. So next up, we've got rising star. <laughs> we said about this earlier how this can be taken in so many ways, and that's shown with the nominations here. We've got people ranging from top performers to people down the bottom. So let's have a look who we've got. We've got Austin Theory, Bianca Belair, Bron Breaker, Cora Jade, Damian Priest, Daniel Garcia, Danny Jones, Dante Martin, Drop, Gigi Dolan, Hangman Page, Hook, Ilya Dragunov, Jungle Boy, Luke Jacobs, MSK, Riddle, Starlight Kid, and Take T. Who is Hook? So that's Taz's son. Is it? Yeah. Oh, right. Conman, let's go to your pick here. Who was Luke Jacobs?
3: I would have called him Freddo. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Should have been quicker. <laughs> uh, yeah, I went with Luke Jacobs because I think I'd heard people talk about young guns before seeing them on the progress chapters that have been on the network and I've heard people say like oh yeah there's this good like tag team up north and one's a hard-eating dude one's a bit more technical and I haven't seen him and from the moment that I saw Jacobs on progress and I haven't been able to see him live yet but the moment I saw him on those progress chapters I was like wow this guy is just Stan Hansen like he is the embodiment of him he hits hard his lariat is incredible yeah he's just a bit of a monster already and I can't wait to see him rise like Hopefully if progress comes back and he's used by them and in rev pro too, I can see him getting a real big push because unfortunately Ethan Allen got an injury as well as tag partner. So, I mean, I, I couldn't speak highly enough of him and I'll, I won't admit to have having seen him live or have seen loads of his matches and all these promotions, but just from what I've seen in progress, I think he's the real deal. I think that you're absolutely spot on there in terms of the new wrestlers that I've been seeing on progress. Luke Jacobs is definitely a standout for me um, real throwback to the kind of early 90s NWA, WCW type uh, wrestler that I absolutely love. So yeah, he ticks all the boxes for me. And obviously that progress roster, there's a fair few coming through, including um, Dom's mate, Tate Mayfair's now. But for me, I went for Bron Breaker, obviously the son of Rick Steiner. He looks weirdly like his uncle, Scott Steiner. He wrestles like a hybrid of Rick and Scott. Um, That's an element of the kind of, Frankensteiner stuff that he does that that's probably the one part of his game at the moment that's not quite up there when he tries to do stuff a bit too athletic but just his power game so good already amazing on, on the mic he's got a presence he's someone that everyone seems to have, seems to have latched onto. to and point 2.0 has got an element of detractors for the fact that a lot of the characters are a bit zany and a bit wild whereas people seem to just love Ron Breaker because he's just smash mouth kks guy um obviously people love the Steiners um he still wears that kind of early 90s diners gear people seem to love that and yeah i'd be amazed if he isn't NXT champion at some point in 2022 the name still hasn't grown on me but I, I, yeah to echo you i just think he again is the real deal just an absolute machine and just the look is yeah so impressive the way he was throwing people around and the way the match was built around in award games, which we talked about obviously the other week, yeah he's, yeah, he's definitely the future in that company right now. We've seen them muck up a lot of absolute open goals before, but I can't see how they miss with this one. Yeah. Oh, wow. Shaft, did you have someone in mind for
2: Rising Star? So the things, I don't watch NXT. I think Braun Breaker would probably be, like even from not watching, it seems like an obvious decision, but I can't pick him because yeah, I've so seen it, him lot. Long- I've seen him live more times than I've seen him on TV. Um, <laughs> what was he like live, Shafi? Like, were you impressed by him live? Yeah, he was He was good. I mean, it was a house show, so everyone was phoning it in. But him and Champa just went for it. So, you know, they had the work rate match. But, yeah, he, he looked great. Uh, but, like I said, I can't really pick him on that basis. Yeah. So I am going to go for Dante Martin. Oh. Obviously, he started the year as a, a tag specialist. His brother's out injured. And really came to prominence in, I think it was the four-way on Dynamite. Um, Another stuff he's doing with Leah Rush. Last night, he was in the final of the uh, the Diamond Ring, which I haven't seen yet. But I mean, the fact he's even in a main event on Dynamite with someone the colour of MJF, who's obviously a future world champion, is testament to how far he's risen. So, Brecker might be, you know, a better choice, but I can't choose him in these circumstances. And have gone for Dante Martin.
1: Perfectly acceptable, mate. And I concur in the fact that he's had an amazing year. The leap on the bloke is unbelievable, isn't it? I think he's probably the best leap that I've seen in a long, long time. Yeah, I'm not a fan of the finisher,
2: but apart from that, he's pretty good. <laughs> Can't have it all. JCH? I,
3: like, I think um, some good choice there. Luke, Luke Jacobs uh, is pretty impressive. Um, Con Man gave a really good rundown of him. Even like where's I'm pretty sure he wears trunks the same colour as like uh, young Brian Danielson, which is not too dissimilar to his sort of hard-hitting ways. I actually I have seen him live a few times. He's fucking good. <laughs> and, um, yeah, he, he's great. Um, for me, I don't know, like a couple of people I've seen recently, I think uh, Danny Garcia looks like he might have something about him. He's been given a few decent spots recently. But I think Rising Star, again, as you say, it's very hard to quantify it it's someone who's risen this year or something you think is going to rise but i'd go with it was mentioned on your initial list would be jungle boy this thing's taken up it's taken a leap but not all the way and it's sort of on the cusp of getting ready to go even higher so it sort of crosses both the sort of definitions of it for me and i can't vote michael Oku for everything
1: (laughs) perfectly acceptable answer there man um jungle boy he's going to be so good um and it's pretty special watching him grow as a wrestler before our very eyes. I'm looking forward to seeing what he does in the, in the next few years. I just say on that list, Bianca Belair was on the list, right? Twice, yeah. Two votes. Who headlined WrestleMania this year, let us not forget. <laughs> She's a rising star.
3: But was she risen from last year when she was in NXT? Yeah, like, I suppose
1: know? it does come down to know, definition. It does come down to definition.
3: It's, guess, it's, but... it's hard. to say that's why I think it's hard because especially you yeah, know, like in and out for the year, you don't, can't really remember where people were when you left it. But like
2: you, With that argument, you could pick someone like Britt Baker, um, who had I'd the lights out in March, well. Rosa in March, won the belt in May, and has held it for the last seven months, you know, and has obviously yeah. gone on to, you know, bigger and better things than she, where she was at the beginning of the year. But I yeah,
0: think
2: that to me, that's more breakthrough than... Rising, but, but that's just like personally our...
3: I know, like, I yeah, no, definitely.
1: I think Cabello would be a breakthrough year rather than she's a rising star. But again, yeah, it's semantics do time, really. I don't really care. I just was surprised to see her
3: Angels and everything.
1: Just a quick shout out to Brum, who picked Daniel Garcia, a wrestler who very much is in Brum's mould of the types of wrestler that, that he loves. That's
3: um, bullshit. Brum texts me, so he picked Austin Gunn.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I... <laughs> I saw the picture. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, Daniel Garcia is certainly another wrestler who's going to be, have a rising star year in 2022, I think. So let's announce the winner. And believe it or not, NXT have picked up another award. It's Braun Breaker, the man that shall see seen more live than on TV. I think that's a fair shout. I'm (laughs) Brum. So next up, we've got Feud of the Year. Now, I think Brum mentioned that he thinks that that this is a lock-in. Let's read out the nominations. We've got Adam Cole versus Carl O'Reilly, CM Punk versus MJF, Shafei's second favorite feud of the year. Cody vs. Malakai Black. Dakota Kai vs. Raquel Gonzalez. Dave Legreca vs. Thunder Rosa. Edge vs. Seth Rollins. Hangman v Kenny Omega. Kevin Owens vs. Roman Reigns. Rev Pro Rob said, Minaro Suzuki vs. The Bloke Who Plays His Theme Music. <laughs> 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 um, John was the only one who went with a NWA pick of Nick Aldis vs. Thomas Latimer. Then we've also got Roman Reigns versus Brock Lesnar, and Seth Rollins versus Randy Orton. Matt, I think you went with Edge versus Rollins. Did, and that's probably going to be a bit controversial because I think most people are going to go with the thing that's going to win this one. But there was that bit in the middle that did annoy me, and I still haven't let go of it even now. And I can see that that story was perfect for everyone, and probably is perfect for me if I was really drilling into it, but. Edge, Seth was just, I, I made, I'm joking on the three matches, I think, more than because I didn't watch every single promo of that feud, but yeah. all three matches told an incredible story. I talked about the Hell in a Cell match, how it paid off everything they'd been building up to in those previous two matches and the, the reversals of finishers and catching people out with things. I just thought it was brilliantly told. It made perfect sense. The feud, Seth coming through as the kind of Edge of now. I, I really loved it. I know Dory gets so much stick, but those two guys took what they were given and made the absolute most of it. I did enjoy it in the moment so much. So I did, I edged, edged. it. <laughs> well, I'm certainly not going to have any qualms with it because it was at, at the greatest show of all time, Crown Jewel. So, <laughs> 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 but yeah, three matches that were excellent. Um, All very, very different. Um I know me and James were, and you were, Matt, as well, sorry, um, for SummerSlam. And uh, that was definitely the match of the night for me. I went with... Hangman Page versus Kenny Omega. I know it's kind of been more than just 2021, that feud really, but it's just been a long storyline that had so many beats, so many depths to it, and we got the lovely payoff at the end. So for me, it was a pretty easy one. I can perfectly take the Edge versus Rollins pick. That was easily the best feud in WWE for me, but on on the AEW side, they smashed it with Hangman Page versus Kenny Omega uh, for me personally.
2: Shafi, I'm assuming that you're going to be on the same page there. Never assume anything, my friend. <laughs> <laughs> um, when you're going through the list, you actually reminded me of something, and I realised what my fun moment of the year actually was. I appreciate we've given that award, you know, but we can maybe you know do a bit of Kanye West and oh, get on the stage, and sort of interrupt <laughs> the, uh, you know, Taylor. Give me that award back. We've you know we forgot one. <laughs> um, <laughs> Royal Rumble roman reigns versus uh kevin owens the handcuff spot oh god one of the funniest (laughs) things of the year it was like was it a last man standing match is that Yeah. yeah he gets handcuffed and they can't undo the handcuffs for like five minutes and he blatantly loses like it was just brilliant it was so funny you just see them panicking, thinking, like, w- w- like what are we actually going to do? Like, we, this pay for you is going to go, like, seven hours. You know, we can't find the bolt cutters. You know, it's just stuck. How well, are go, <laughs> <laughs> um, Yeah. Anyway, sorry, back on topic. Where are we? What are we doing? What was the question? Uh, um, um, best viewed. Okay, so another hot take for you here. Cody Rhodes is a genius. Now, let me explain why. Okay, so we've spoken about this Hangman Adam Page, like it's a two-year storyline from the beginning of uh, AEW, having him lose and you know to Jericho and the start and everything else. But there was one part in all of this story that no one's mentioned—just a piece of absolute brilliance. Okay, that they've set Hangman up to be this champion, to be this face of AEW. But there's just one issue with this. Okay, how can he be the number one? babyface in aw when cody rhodes was the biggest babyface in wrestling
0: <laughs>
2: well, now cody rhodes is a genius like what he's done he's taken himself he's taken a bullet for the company here and you know come out and made all these silly you know promos about racism to turn himself hill and vacate that number one baby space, babyface spot so that hangman could go in there on the ascendancy and i just it's genius that, that's just brilliant you know no one else has thought of that, have they? You know, Because Cody's on a different level. Hot take. Um, it was planned all along. You know? Anthony GoGo played his part to perfection on the rise of Hangman Adam Page to number one babyface in wrestling. So, yeah, I am going Hangman Omega. Um, I don't think anything's going to come close to that, to be honest.
1: Well done, Cody.
2: Yeah, well done, Cody.
1: <laughs> JCH, what did you like in the last two months? Well, as I want
3: to give a, a quick uh, no, uh, honourable mention to uh, Adam Cole versus playing a heel. <laughs> but the uh, the winner for me is uh, CM Punk Eddie Kingston. I know it was like a brief month-long feud, and obviously oh, yeah, I haven't watched the whole year, but I thought it was really, really good, and I really enjoyed it. And it had that uh, sense of reality behind it, even though I think... It's probably a bit of a work. What they were saying, I don't. The fact they had stuff they could put call upon, they had history they could call upon, and they sort of sold me on buying a pay per view in about two weeks worth of interaction. So, yeah, fair play to them, and I really enjoyed the match as well. It was really good,
1: mate. Perfectly valid, great little um, feud there that the pair of them had, including the Samoa Joe cut angle type headbutt, which I loved.
3: Uh, no, did, was there no nominations on the like stuff like? Um, on your list, there wasn't any for like MJF and Jericho, was there? No it was quite a big feud over the year. Was that 2021? Like, you know, I feel like they wrestled like two or three times on pay per view. Was that? Was that 20? Well, they
2: did the they did the labors of Jericho, didn't they?
1: Yeah, 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 yeah.
2: Yeah, yeah
1: that was good. Any time that you can get hoovered on on TV, I'm a big fan of Nick Gage. <laughs> <laughs> so I think it's pretty obvious what one here. Absolute landslide. Hangman Page versus Kenny Omega is the feud of the year. Next up, we've got moments of the year. Again, this was pretty far-reaching one, so let's go through the nominations. We've got Adam Cole's promo on Killer Cross. We've got Bianca and Sasha Main Event Mania. We've got Big E cashing, CM Punk's return, Edge's Rumble win. We've got The Fan's return, Hangman wins the title, Johnny Gargano says goodbye, MGF v CM Punk promo, Nikki Cross cashing in, and Shibata returning. Colman. I think you went with Bianca vs Sasha, particularly the stare down at the start of the match. Yeah, yeah. Um, Again, like with the last one, I'm not being a contrarian by not picking Punk. Like it was incredible. And I know I'm sounding like I'm anti-AW at this point, but I have voted AW in a few of these categories. Yeah, without me to be a bit uh, soppy about it, um, around that sort of time, um, my niece was having a tough time at school and um, she's mixed race. And I was looking at the uh, wrestling book with her, and she just instantly liked Bianca Belair for no reason. So seeing her and Sasha have that moment in the ring was uh, was special, and it was uh, it was really nice to know that uh, despite the time she was having at school, like uh, even though she didn't see it and she wouldn't have even got the sort of um, she wouldn't have got that moment from it. I remember seeing it thinking, "Wow, that's so powerful!" You know, these two women of color having this moment in the ring. So that's why it resonated with me a little bit more. Oh well, wow. has she? Gone on to follow Bianca's stuff throughout 2021. Is she a big fan? No, she likes the, she liked the theme, really. Uh, <laughs> she just liked Bianca Belair's hair. I uh, thought it looked really cool and really liked her look and said it, she looked like her and everything. Well, obviously she didn't have as good a hair. Uh, so, yeah, no, she, uh, she doesn't really care for wrestling, but she'll watch a little bit with me. Oh, that's a great story, though. Like, thanks for sharing. That's uh, absolutely lovely. And um, a very valid pick for Moment of the Year, not just for that personal reason, but for the bigger issues, two black females in the ring in the main event of WrestleMania, an iconic moment, and they absolutely smashed it. The match itself was fantastic. My moment of the year, I went with the CM Punk return. I know a lot of people will pick this one. I certainly didn't see this coming at the start of the year. Um, CM Punk back in the ring, someone that had been away for seven years or however many years it was. I know that we spoke about it in depth on the podcast when it happened and there's a lot of reasons why it meant a lot to all of us and yeah I think so far it's been an absolute blast and yeah I just couldn't see anything beating it really myself. Shafi did you have a moment of the year?
2: Yeah so I mean I'm gonna go punk as well which is probably not a surprise when he did his return I sort of went on a five minute monologue about you know what it meant. Um, like for me, wrestling is not about what it makes you think. Wrestling is about what it makes you feel. And there's very little in the 10 years, in the last 10 years, that's made me feel as much as that punk return. And, you know, the guy who was crying in the crowd, that was all of us to some extent, I think. Um, maybe not quite as. <laughs> but yeah, so I don't think anything, nothing was ever gonna touch that this year, in, in my opinion. Um yeah. You Know, I think what James said in the previous segment about you know Kingston punk were were they you know, was it a work? Was it a sh- that's the thing with punk, you know, he's so good at blurring those lines, and it doesn't really matter if it's a, a storyline with some of the things he says, what matters is that he makes you believe them, yeah. Um, and
1: that was really he- highlighted um years ago in that um feud that he had with Kevin Nash, and where Nash tried to do the work shoot, and he was so bad at it because it was. Just two like backstage where people didn't get the references and things and punk on the other hand just has people eating at the palm of his
2: hand yeah because the th- the thing that punk's really good at is he doesn't like he also plays into the negative things that people you know might hear about him or believe about him yeah his return like I said he addressed a lot of things just the way that he said things you know it's just like that, that like that isn't the moment of the year for me that is the moment of maybe the Last five years, the last 10 years. I don't I don't know. It's it's probably in my top ten moments ever in wrestling, just for things which are memorable and which made me feel something. So yeah.
3: Nice man. Thanks for sharing. James. Yeah, so I don't have much to add, but yeah, as as Shaf said, yeah, we and yourself said, we went into it in depth on a whole pod about it. And as a what I'd say, well, I was definitely at the time a lapsed fan, there's a reason that I've sort of got back into things recently, and that's purely. CM Punk turned up and I wanted to see what he had to say. And yeah, Shaft, Shaft summed up perfectly, so I'm not gonna
1: go and just repeat everything he said, but yeah, it's the same moment, yeah, pretty much. Like. Yeah, mate, easy pick. Matt, yours was absolutely valid and a lovely reason for the pick itself. But the winner of Moment of the Year 2021 wants CM Punk's return. So it's a first win for AEW. Hey, Didn't they win the
2: last one? Second one. (laughs) (laughs) The first one since the last one. We're on a roll now. We've got a bit of momentum.
3: (laughs) Classic scoring like Shock Mastermind again. Yeah,
2: classic.
3: Let's not talk about that. It's still sore. (laughs) I TK Cooper winning Shock Mastermind is a non-honorable mention.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Yes.
1: I think Conley can make the final. (laughs) Okay, next one, we've got pay-per-view of the year. Not many picks here, so let's wrap through them. We've got All Out, Crown Jewel, Full Gear, Money in the Bank, Royal Rumble, Stand and Deliver, SummerSlam, TakeOver Vengeance Day, Wrestle Kingdom, and WrestleMania. Matt, you went with All Out. I did. I mean, every, <laughs> it was, wasn't it? Uh, I know that <laughs> controversially at the time, Ross, you weren't as sold as some of us, but um, Punk was back, Brian. Adam Cole. Adam Cole, Ruby Soho. I mean, not to mention all the, how good all the matches were, regardless of all that. You know, it had my match of the year on the card, which will probably come to in a bit. Just, yeah, I won't go on about it. I don't see anything that got close to it for me this year. Perfectly fair, mate. Perfectly fair. So I was one of only two people that picked NXT TakeOver Vengeance Day. I think that this card was absolutely spectacular. And so did Dave Meltzer, who gave the matches four stars, four and three quarter, four and a half, four and three quarter, four and a half. And nobody seems to, to really think about it. <laughs> what were um, the matches out of interest for us then? What, were the, what was the card? So it was Dakota and Raquel Gonzalez versus Ember Moon and Shotzi. That went 17 minutes. Then we had Gargano versus Kushida that went 25 minutes. That was really good. I remember that being good. Then we had MSK against GYV that went 20 minutes. That was really good. Then we had Io Shirai, Mercedes Martinez and Tony Storm in a triple threat that went 12 minutes. And then the main event was Finn Balor versus Pete Dunne. And yeah, every match was just great. And unlike the AEW show that I know that people were saying was the best thing since sliced bread, I just think that five matches that go... Two hours, for me, is just a lot more of a digestible show than the eight ones that seem to be a bit bloated for me and go a bit long. Um, that's
2: just my personal preference.
1: But, yeah, that was my show of the year. Chef,
2: I, I don't know if you can grade a, a pay-per-view on the fact that it only went two hours as a positive. <laughs> 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 like, that's a controversial take. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I'm going to go for All Out as well. I think you could pick full gear here. Uh, The ending, probably one of the most satisfying things of the year. Um, Some of the matches, arguably better than uh, All Out. But I thought All Out, with the combination of the debuts, uh, the three debuts as Con Man's already gone over, Like that was a massive way to end the show, with uh, Cole coming out first and being like, oh my God, wow, what a crazy debut. And then Brian coming out afterwards, like... Uh, it was awesome. and But to be honest, just the pacing of the show was a little bit better. I mean, it was a pay-per-view that had the big sh- uh, well, Paul White versus QT Marshall <laughs> on it, which is a terrible pick for a pay-per-view. But in this context, worked brilliantly to just bring the crowd down and give everything a chance to breathe as opposed to full gear, where it was, where it was literally just full gear. There wasn't a moment to breathe to the detriment of, you know, how easily it was to digest, as you've alluded to uh, NXT being. So, yeah, I'm going to go All Out as well uh for that one. Yeah, perfectly valid pick, mate. Um, it was a great show, but it wasn't amazing.
1: <laughs> JCH. Yeah, I, I think my
3: card of the year, as you guys know from knowing me, I love a live show over everything else. So I am going to go for... I think it was called British Uprising 2021 at the York Hall, Revolution Pro Wrestling. Just being at a live show uh, made it the most enjoyable time I've had watching wrestling in a long time. I doubt there was a match outside of Oku versus Mike Bailey that would have got on the all-out card. But it it was a fun card all the time. And just being there at a live show, I'm going to give that my vote for my
1: pay-per-view of the year. Perfectly fair, mate. Being back at the wrestling is something that we all want and uh, the fact that you're able to go to Rip Pro, pretty jealous of it, mate. I'm glad that you had a great time.
3: I've seen Brum's just turned up to talk about the House of Gun Club.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Matt, we were just finishing off pay-per-view of the year.
0: Has anyone said anything that isn't all out? Maybe. Um, I did, yeah. I went with Vengeance Day. What even company is that?
1: (laughs) It was the NXT show with um, Gargano, Kashida, Don, Balor, MSK, GYB. Did you watch the all-out shows? Maybe the <laughs>
0: best.
1: Yeah. best wrestling yeah. show of all time. It had the big show on it.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I, I assume that's what Shafi's just been waxing lyrical about. Yeah, yeah. About the big show, yeah, big time. (laughs) (laughs) Well, don't
1: worry, guys, because I'm in the wrong, and the winner of pay per view of the year is all out. Robbery.
3: (laughs) Bolden was robbed.
1: (laughs) Next up, we have tag team of the year. Another one that Brum suggested is a lock, but let's see. So the nominees are FTR, Kento and Yuma, Lucha Bros, MSK, New Day, RK Bro, Sting and Darby Allen, The Usos and The Young Bucks. Conman, I think you went with Young Bucks. I did. I did. And uh, I don't have any deep analysis apart from they were great. Um, (laughs) They just, they just... I mean, I've I've always been more on the side of Bucks. I know there's a corner of the internet that doesn't get them, thinks they're too spotty, blah, blah, blah. But I think that I can't say I've ever been really that bored in their matches, even if I didn't agree with the psychology. And I think this year they really nailed their role and had a great run with the belts, dropped them perfectly. Like I say, nothing interesting or deep analysis apart from just thought they were the best tag team this year. But AEW had a lot of good nominations, I thought. Yeah, absolutely. Um, obviously... It- I think most of the nominees were from that promotion, weren't they? So fair play to AEW for um, having a smashing tag team division, which might get even better now with Red Dragon on their way. I went for the Young Bucks as well. Not much to to add beyond what Matt did. All that I will say is that this year is probably the year that that they got to show off their psychology chops a bit more as heels. Um, Love their heel work. Um, Doesn't have to be as wild as the... Fun tax in the sneakers, but it doesn't help. <laughs> so oh Bram, actually, as you're here now, um you
0: can talk about your pick which was also the young box. Probably to keep it loose, the kind of four quadrants that you'd you judge them on is average match quality, peak match quality, importance to the promotion that they're in, and impact as an act. That's not impact with an exclamation mark after it. That's <laughs> small eye. And I think on all four quadrants, they were the number one team against, yeah, strong competition. You know, I think a few you mentioned there, like Lucha Bros. Lucha Bros were a close second to me, for me, but uh, not a close second, a second, because I thought Young <laughs> Bucks just, yeah, dominated dominated in, in all those quadrants. And yeah, and I know JCH voted for them because he absolutely loves their fashion style. Chef, <laughs> would you pick the same as us? So I think the like, when did they,
2: when did they turn? Has it been longer than a year? Because um, I, I, I remember on this pod, we were talking about them being quite directionless. And, you know, then they they turned heel and, and got a bit of direction joining Kenny. So I, I imagine that must have been at the start of this year.
0: I think it was um, January, yeah. Yeah, yeah, because yeah, the Good Books FTR match from Full Gear was 2020. And they weren't heel then, were they? No. And that's like November, isn't it, Full Gear?
2: Yeah, so, I mean... It's difficult to pick against them, I think, for the reasons that have already been gone over. Uh, I think they had my fate. I don't actually know if the the Lucha Bros match is my favorite tag match this year. I actually really like the Mox um, Kingston one against the Young Bucks. That was a great match as well. Uh, Yeah, it's it's really difficult to pick against them. To be honest, I don't really like the Hill characters. Sometimes I think they're a bit too cheesy, but it's still better than what they were doing as faces. So... Yeah, can't pick against the Young Bucks. Uh, they were involved in the best that happened in the tag division. Personally, probably prefer FDR, but I think I can say, objectively, that the Bucks had the best year in, in tag team wrestling this year.
1: Are you going to make it a clean sweep, James? Nah. <laughs> <laughs>
3: they, haven't been, they, haven't, they haven't done so much since I've been watching. <laughs> I, I love them. I really enjoy them. I really enjoy their work, but I'd probably give it a Little lean to FTR from the last couple of months that I've been watching a bit more regularly. Oh, and and the Lucha Bros, to be fair as well. Yeah, Lucha Bros. I think I've I've seen feud with both of them, so I'll, I'll give it to Lucha Bros. Lucha Bros. It is. Yeah. But yeah, but I I understand people watching the whole year why the Bucks would be the answer.
1: And it's a it's almost a clean sweep for the Young Bucks on the podcast, but it was a pretty substantial win for them in the overall, So Tag Team of the Year 2021 is the Young Bucks. Next up, we've got a pretty fun one. We're going for Wrestler of the Year. Okay, let's go through the nominations for the rest of the year. We've got Bianca Belair, Brian Danielson, Christian, Eddie Kingston, Hangman Page, Jonathan Gresham, Josh Alexander, Kaylee Ray, Kenny Omega, MJF, Nakajima, Roman Reigns, Santos Escobar,
0: Shingo, and Sting. Sting! <laughs> the best rob <program> <laughs> I, I think I think someone actually wrote Shingo, but they're autocorrect. Change it to Sting. <laughs> Repro Rob went with uh, Eddie Kingston
1: for this.
3: Yeah, that's acceptable. <laughs> Sting.
1: Common, you went with Roman Reigns. I did, um, because every time I've watched WWE, he's been the best thing. Um, I know I talked earlier about how maybe he's not had the, the red hot feud, I think the Brock stuff's been pretty good lately. But I think his match quality's been really good this year. His character is just so good. You could argue it's almost too strong at this point. He's got maybe the Britt Baker problem in AEW of being just above all competition, but I'm not going to let that go against him because I absolutely love the guy and I love watching him on my wrestling programming. So for me, as much as there's probably loads of dudes in AEW that have had better match quality, Roman Reigns has been my favourite wrestler this year. And he's also won me a point in the predictions contest. I think the only one this year of my five that's going to come in is Roman Reigns being champion all year, so I've got to give him props. Yeah, that's a great shout. Yeah, um, universal champion for the whole year. You can't really argue with a nomination for the rest of the the year in that category. Um, I, myself, I went for MJF in this category. I think MJF has had an absolutely incredible year. I just think every time that I turn the, the TV on AEW, the lasting impression that I'm always left with is something that he's done, whether it be on the mic, in the ring, on commentary... I just think he is a captivating wrestler. He's got charisma in abundance and he's not even reached half of what he will be at some point later in his career. I know a lot of this is based around championships and that sort of stuff. And that's not something that he's not necessarily had, but he has had the the main events on Dynamite and the moments, I guess. So yeah, for me, I just, I just find him unbelievable. And I think he's been incredible at everything, including the babyface run two weeks ago that um, Shelfie had as his uh, highlight of um, the moment of the year. So for me, wrestler of the year is MGF uh, Barron, who
0: was your pick? Um, I think first and foremost, it was a really tough decision this year. I think probably if I go back God knows how long since I've been watching wrestling, probably the hardest year to pick a a standout, this is the guy. I did nearly go with MGF. I'm really glad that Red Pro Rob gave Eddie Kingston a shout out because he's been incredibly entertaining this year. Um, And again, you've got people like Kenny and Hangman and all those guys. But even though he's been an absolute shite house of a promotion in New Japan's worst year since Tanner first won the belt, like I think Shingo's body of work in ring is unquestionable this year. And even though I've not been entertained by him as much as others, because just the whole booking and the whole company's a quagmire, I think it'd be unfair of me and not objective of me to not say Shingo um, I think his average match quality and again and peak match quality has just been off the charts if maybe he's not been engaging and his feuds have been dull.
1: Yeah, I must admit I've, I've not had the chance to see too much of New Japan this year but the matches that, that have gone out of my way to go and watch are the Shingo ones and I've not been disappointed in any of them You know what Like that match with um, Tanahashi at the start of the year doesn't get talked about enough that was so good I know you were a massive fan of it Ross, right? Yeah, massive fan of that match. Just an incredible worker. Tanahashi, that is. But you get in, in the ring there with Brum's pick for rest of the Year. And yeah, it was just magical. Even though there was far too many neck bumps for my liking. Shaf? <laughs> uh,
2: How am I for mentioning stuff that's happened last night? Are is we fun? good? Or, or, well, I mean, have people seen Dynamite? or? I haven't seen it, but I'm happy to hear your thoughts on it. I've, I've seen it. Happy for stuff to be said. So enjoyed the shout out for Kingston, like similarly to your shout out for MJF, you know, two people that are always entertaining, always captivating, always... Like Eddie Kingston's so good because he can lose every week and I still care and I still you want to see him succeed. And obviously since he turned face with Mox and, you know, it's a shame about that exploding ring because that Anita moment would have been brilliant, particularly, you know, with... His love of Japanese wrestling and Mox's love of Anita, like that would have been brilliant, but, you know, obviously it wasn't to be. Um, so, yeah, it's cool that he's got a shout-out and MJF. Um, so, for my wrestler of the year, I've actually gone for someone who probably wasn't active for maybe half of it, and I've gone for Brian Danielson as my wrestler of the year. Um, obviously started the year in WWE, main-evented WrestleMania in what was, what was a brilliant match was on the best pay-per-view of the year in all out with that massive surprise at the end which I mean part of the reason why I picked that as my pay-per-view of the year is because I was just buzzing afterwards after seeing it like I was just I just wanted to go online and you know see what everyone else's reaction you know had been just because it was you know awesome um since obviously being in the promotion his first match was omega they went 30 minutes which was great he had matches with Suzuki which was you know also brilliant he had a match with Kingston, which was great. And the, the one thing I'll say about him is that he wasn't necessarily particularly captivating as a character when he first came into AEW. But in this uh, Hangman storyline, he's completely flipped that. He's gone from, you know, relatively bland babyface to, you know, a heel. And he's been literally, you know, kicking people's fucking heads in. And it's been brilliant. Like, it's been so good. He's just a little prick, isn't he? Like he is, you know. <laughs> like has, he's just a little prick. And last night, another maybe the the feather in his cap for the whole year is is what I'll say without saying too much. So yeah, Brian Danielson for me. Like I said, headline WrestleMania, brilliant in AW, repackaged himself not just in the name but also as a character uh, recently against Hangman. So I'm gonna go for him. I'd, I'd second your comments, Sha from about last night specifically. I look forward to
3: watching it. Uh, James? Yeah, again, like I, like, I want to give a couple of shout-outs to people in my brief time. One, who is someone I think I brought up a couple of weeks ago, or maybe three weeks ago when Phil was on, is Pack, you who know, I just think just goes under the radar for what he's capable of, and he's capable of even higher if, if he ever gets a chance. Uh, do want to shout-out Michael Oku, his, uh, his rise, uh, his match with with Mike Bailey. Uh, was was exceptional, really enjoyed that. That was fantastic. And from what I've heard from other people who I trust, he's had a really good year. And it sort of hit that cusp of being the sort of next star at Britrest when I think we're screaming out for one who's based over here. But I yeah, I'd have to go again. It seems like I'm repeating like, similar awards. I'd go with Shafi. Like it would be Brian Danielson, just that return to, especially as he said, i say the matches with Omega, Suzuki, Really enjoyed those. And then just that character shift he's brought into the the Hangman feud. has been exceptional and it's just been fun to watch and fun to see it. And and yeah, the culmination of the match last night was very enjoyable and yeah.
1: Awesome. It's interesting that you guys have uh, talked about many different AEW wrestlers there. I think that AEW having such a strong year has meant that um, there's quite a few... People that have been voted for here in AEW, and it's kind of cost each of them because they've been taking votes away from each other. So, the winner of Rest of the Year, come on, it will be happy, it's Roman Reigns. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Next up, we've got Match of the Year. Quite a few different matches here. Uh, let's go through the nominations. We've got Adam Cole versus Carla Riley, Becky Lynch versus Charlotte, Danielson versus Omega, Danielson versus Suzuki, Danielson versus Miro, Dakota Kai versus Raquel Gonzalez, Daniel Bryan versus Edge versus Roman Reigns, Edge versus Rollins 3, Hangman Page versus Kenny Omega, Ilya Dragunov versus Volta, Jay White versus Kota Abushi. John Cena versus Roman Reigns, Josh Alexander versus TJP, Lucha Bros versus Young Bucks, the Men's Rumble, the Men's War Games, Serena Deeb versus Hikaru Shida, Shingo versus Tomohiro Ishii, and Shingo versus Will Ospreay. Which Shida Deeb? But they were both good.
2: <laughs> I think that the three uh, yeah. Huh? I think the first one was my favorite, but they were so, all good. To be honest, I'm just happy to hear Serena Deeb get a shout out because she's been in. Most of the best AW women's matches I've seen, and matches with Rio as well, particularly good. So, good to hear you get a mention. To be honest, absolutely. Cool, man.
1: You went with Lucha Bros v Young Bucks. I did, but there was a lot of matches on that list that could win on another day. I think Ilya Walter was phenomenal. Uh, Here in Joe White, Bushy you get a shower after a year. That feels like a different lifetime. But. Um, Over time, that one's resonated with me even more. I'm kind of coming around to Brum's way of thinking that it was a bit of a masterpiece from our boy Jay. But uh, I did go with the Lucha Bros because it comes down to the moment and the moment of the Lucha Bros winning and that pan to the crowd was just, oh, wonderful. Absolutely brilliant. And that moment is why it tips over the edge. I just remember being so elated with the win and Bucks playing their role perfectly. Lucha Bros doing some insane stuff as they always do. And I was never as sold on their earlier matches, which were brilliant objectively, but... They always felt really spotty, but I felt like the spotty nature of this, with the butts playing heel and sometimes slowing it slightly down with the shoe spot and stuff, I felt like it worked so much better. And I never thought I would have picked a cage match as my match of the year, but I have, and I loved it. Yeah, solid, solid pick. Amazing match. I, myself, was one of the many that went with Ilja Dragunov versus Volta. I know at the time that we spoke about it um, on the podcast in a fair bit of detail, so we won't go into t- too much Know that we had the conversation about did the crowd help or hinder it compared to the previous match on NXT UK? That's either here or there. The work in the ring was amazing. The crowd got to love Ilya Dragunov through his work. I don't think he was that well known in the US at the time, but yeah, they completely won that crowd over, and they won us over all over again on a slightly bigger stage than the NXT UK taping. Um, And yeah, I just think it was a fantastic match. Worthy of
0: match of the year. Ram, who did you go for? I went for Ilya really Your Water as well. It was tough, though. I, I nearly actually went for Suri versus Atami Cheetah from Stardom, which was unbelievable. Absolutely unbelievable. But I thought it was just me just being, like, niche and wanky, picking that one. They've, they've actually got a rematch on the 29th of December, so they may actually steal it with um, being outside the vote time. But, yeah, just just exceptional. And so Sorry, go on. You sent me to watch. You yeah. sent me. Yeah. 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 It's just, yeah, just so good. Mm-hmm. And, actually, Serena Deeb was probably, is probably my second favourite women's wrestler this year. Number one would be Hayashi Shita. She's just outrageous. But, yeah, anyway... And Command nodded to it. The other one, which I, I nearly, nearly did pick because of Jay White's performance, which I think will go down as may, up there in maybe individual greatest wrestling performance ever, masterpiece from Jay White, which if I went into like RADA or somewhere like that and wanted to show them what like the kind of the pinnacle of professional wrestling or sports entertaining is from an individual perspective, it would be that match, which is just, yeah, blows my mind watching it. It's like fucking Daniel Day-Lewis. Um, at its peak but as an overall match I've not really got anything hot takes to add to it but Ilya Walter is if I could condense what I believe professional wrestling is at it's epitome it's that it's not my favourite match of all time but if I could kind of bottle the beauty of professional wrestling as a as an art form it's that where where Jay White would be the individual one in terms of the combination and the beautiful ballet dance of brutality, Walter and Ilja was just gorgeous. Much better put than I put it.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Shelby, um, have you had a thought on match of the year? Walter Ilja was really good. I think, for me, the one thing that damaged it was that it wasn't as good as the first one, and I'm just a bit remiss to pick something as match of the year if it's not as good as something that's already happened. I don't know if it got a shout-out, but Sasha and Bianca were great at Mania, as was the men's triple threat, but um, following a bit of a theme here, um, I went with the Young Bucks, Lucha Bros as well for this one. Like I said, I don't necessarily like the characters, I don't necessarily think that they play them the way that they should, but when the, when the bell rings, you know, Bucks are as good as anyone, um, and the Lucha Bros are as good as anyone, so yeah, couldn't pick anything else but that one. Two picks for that match in the podcast, JCH?
3: Uh, I'm going to struggle to pick a match of the year. i say Oku versus Bailey was bloody brilliant. Um, I remember really enjoying one of the, if not both, but one of them more than the others, the Pac-Andrade matches. Yeah. And I really loved, I, say I thought the full gear card in general was great, but I really liked the Punk Kings that was a little bit, just a little bit shorter and had that ending that was, it just finished a bit out of nowhere that you don't always get. So yeah, I don't I don't, I don't I don't, want to put a vote in because I don't really feel like I've got, they're just a few matches I've really enjoyed since I've been watching, but I don't want to put a, a specific vote in for something because I don't really feel like I've got an opinion that would be
1: fair. Match of the month.
3: <laughs> Match of the month,
1: yeah. <laughs> so yeah, there was lots of obviously um, different picks there that I, that I went through with, with the nominations, but winning with a bit of a landslide actually is Dragonor versus Volta. So congratulations to NXT picking up their fourth award of the awards. Well done, NXT. So last but not least. But but how many
3: awards have NXT got? How
1: many awards has NXT 2.0
3: got? Because they split. I
1: think NXT 2.0 is struggling. (laughs) got one at least. They got one. (laughs) Okay, so let's go to the big one. Promotion of the year. Not too many nominations here, obviously, uh, but we'll still get through them. We've got AEW, GCW, Impact, New Japan, NXT, Wrestle Carnival, and WWE. Comment. Wrestle Carnival. Do you know what? I don't even know what that is. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds fun though.
3: Yeah.
1: Coleman, uh You went with AEW. Yeah, I, I, this was the easiest one. I don't think anything's got close to it. I think sometimes I come across like I'm not as into the product as others. And that might be fair, but I can't argue that it's a phenomenal product. Like it offers something for everyone. There's just like about at this point, it's, what, about 4000 wrestlers on the roster. roster so you're going to find someone you like. There are things you could quibble with. There are certain things. But overall, it's it's delivered the product that I've enjoyed most this year by it a long long way and that's not to say that most of those other products except wrestle carnival have offered something <laughs> that i've enjoyed this year but um yeah AEW streets ahead for me yeah um i'm in the same boat as you probably in the same boat as you in terms of people think that, that i hate the promotion but I, but I certainly don't um yeah it's a stellar stellar promotion th- uh, this year um not only do they do stuff right in the ring I think they do, that um, Tony Khan, as, as a promoter, does a fantastic job of making things feel important in the lead up to, to big cards, um, something that WWE really have been slacking on this past year or so, really. Um, they don't seem to really make any effort at all in terms of trying to hype up matches and events these days, especially the last pay-per-view. Survivor Series was a pretty pathetic card to put out when it's such a kind of premier pay-per-view for that promotion. AEW would never do that. They take every card seriously. They've got their like weekly specials as well as the pay-per-views. And yeah, everything just feels important. They've got a, a fantastic roster. They've got a good commentary team. The look and feel of, of the product is really good. Yeah, there's not too much more that, that I can say beyond they're smashing it. And they will continue to do so into 2022, I think. Brum.
0: Yeah, I think this might, for some people, strain to potential disingenuity, or at least hyperbole, as as someone who's a a semi-regular on the what is wrestling pod in town. But I I, I do actually think that if it wasn't for AEW, I don't think I'd be watching wrestling at the moment. And that, that's not shitting on the rest of the wrestling world directly. But because I don't kind of watch WWE anymore and you know, I constantly bitch about New Japan on this podcast at this, apart from I'd watch the Rumble and I'd I'd probably watch bits and pieces of G1 and I'd I'd watch Wrestle Kingdom and I'd get maybe if someone like recommended me like a shit off match, you know, look at cage watch maybe like a couple of times a year, see something, but I, I just don't think I'd I'd be definitely won't be watching it weekly or probably not even monthly. AW is just so fucking excellent that I, wa- I I don't watch the all the the dark and the dark elevation and the dark undovation of all the different sh- all those shows, but Dynamite, Rampage, and pay per views just watch watch religiously and just absolutely adore it. And because of that, I watch more wrestling. So the stuff that I want to so I watch more New Japan because of and I watch more you know other shows apart from. Wrestle Carnival, I watch more of <laughs> because I'm more into wrestling, but that's purely because of how fucking unbelievable AW is. It's just like like all the stuff that we've just been as wrestling fans complaining about for fucking ever that doesn't exist. AW just come in and just done it. Long term multi-layered, non-patronising storylines with entertaining wrestling and it's just fucking great, isn't it? And I'm just yeah, like, yeah I literally would not be would not be watching wrestling much at all. I'd be a, a super casual. I'd be the people that that WWE be be trying to to win me for, from form ratings point of view. Um if it what if it wasn't for this, but no, I'm I'm a full on I am still a, a card carrying wrestling fan because of that promotion. So I I'm, I'm going to go for them my promotion of the year probably. Beautiful. Or Wrestle mm-hmm. Carnival. <laughs>
1: Beautiful to hear. Do you know what? I feel bad for, for Wrestle Carnival right now. Um, I'm going to. I'm if, nice. The most press they've got in years. <laughs> North Bergen's
3: going to be buying tickets over to see Joseph Connors' debut in Nottingham on January 30th. <laughs> I'm
1: going to try and watch some Wrestle Carnival for the pod next week. <laughs> Shaf, I'm assuming that you're going to follow Brum's sentiments. Oh, I nominate Wrestle Carnival. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
2: See, I got really excited when I heard Wrestle Carnival because I thought that was like a promotion run like by Doink and Dink and Wink <laughs> and Pink. And then I realised that that is actually Wrestling Circus, and I don't know what Wrestling Carnival is. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, what can I say? I, th- I, think that even objectively, it's quite easy to pick AW because New Japan are you know in the decline. NXT were in the decline and have rebranded to something that doesn't appeal to us as much as the old one did uh WWE I'll be honest I find it unwatchable so yeah and impact is sort of 15 years removed from its peak so yeah it's a fairly easy pick for AEW uh, which will come as no surprise to anyone uh but like brum like I wouldn't I probably wouldn't be watching wrestling now if it wasn't for AEW I was watching the takeovers and that was pretty much it you know once every 4 months 3 or 4 months but now I'm watching like, I will watch Dynamite and Rampage religiously every single week, you know? So, what can I say? It's, it's taken me from someone who'd watch wrestling once every three months to someone who watched three hours a week. And will pay for the pay-per-views. And will pay for Fight TV so I can watch it without adverts and, you know, none of that picture-in-picture nonsense. Like, I will pay for whatever they put out because I enjoy the product that much. Yeah, impressive. Can't say better than that. JCH? We talking
1: earlier about for (laughs) carnival, just interesting.
3: I thought about that stuff on uh, January the 30th with the uh, Alexander Wolf seminar they got going on. Uh, (laughs) It's only 40 quid in Nottingham, uh, if anyone fancies it. (laughs) Same day as the show of Joseph Connor's debut, but that is sold out. Um, uh, yeah, yeah, again, like I feel like I'm in the gonna be. If I talk properly, I'll be just be repeating what Shafi said and what Brom said to an extent. And as somebody was completely lapsed as a fan, it was CM Punk, AEW, that got me back into it. And that's what I'm watching at the moment. And so, yeah, it would obviously be AEW for me. As much as I enjoyed my visit to Rev Pro, There will be a close second.
0: Even after Fulham Rovers 7-0? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, have you seen
3: the league table since that game? Just sort of throw it out there. <laughs> They gone fourth, mate. Bournemouth away, have it. <laughs> <laughs> just what they needed. Little, just when you lose that match to restart, the yeah, rise up the cards. <laughs> <laughs> just kind of um, <laughs> no. It's,
0: yeah, it's, it's,
3: it's, it's,
0: is, it, is it Seamus Brighton?
3: Exactly. Exactly. The yes movement is going around Ewood Park <laughs> right now. Is that why you voted Burton
1: Diaz rising star?
3: Yeah. What's yes in Chilean? <laughs> <laughs> he is the rising style, isn't he? Diaz. Yeah, but yeah, it's a, yeah, it's, it's, it's AEW by a, by a long way as it is something that, yeah, like Shaft said, I've, i bought pay-per-views, I've bought the fight pass, so I don't have to watch it on my, wait for ITV4. I'm not all the way back, but it's, it's got me quite a long way there and I'm enjoying watching it. And, yeah, i say, and the highlight has been i say when you a few of you boys were around to watch the pay-per-view that I really enjoyed that, going to watch a live show. Even it, it was with one of my other mates because none of you could make it, but I'm looking forward to going to live show with you and just getting the chance to like chat, chat wrestling shit with you guys as well. I know mean, we've kept in touch with other things, but it, yeah, so and I and I can only thank AEW and yeah, and CM Punk really for for getting us for getting me back into that place. So yeah, it would definitely be AEW for me by a long way.
2: I think just uh 2022 AEW show, I know like 100 people who will want to go. And like, that's just crazy, you know, because like we will all go. Like, that will be a, a wrestling should be fun day out, guaranteed, like 100% attendance. I think
0: they'll actually probably be able to do a venue bigger than 100 people. <laughs> 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 so I would love to see them in the rescue.
3: So not we have this conversation, like, almost like a year ago before like the pandemic about if they ran over here and I swear I said they'd run somewhere big and they could do like people laughed at me you all laughed at me (laughs) I swear this was about a month ago (laughs) no no it was it wasn't it was longer ago it was about because I said they could run Craven Cottage then and everyone said no they wouldn't be able to do Craven Cottage it was quite near the start of it and then last
2: last month you were like yeah they could run Craven Cottage I'm like yeah well you, you know what? You're just—you know what, James? You're just like Kevin Nash. You only, all these stories that only you remember that make you the smartest guy in the room. I think it must be on the feed when when I was paying for the
3: SoundCloud, so I have to
2: find it. <laughs> I bet you're texting
0: yourself to go attack Punk as well, aren't you? The run ins coming. Don't worry. My actual worry about this upcoming year is that I'm so excited for the potential of. Saber Danielson at Craven Cottage. But I'm now just panicking every time I hear that one of my mates are getting married. <laughs> right, like, like, I just like think like what happens if it clashes, what would I do? Because you can't, you can't tell like your mates, you can't say I can't come to your wedding because I'm off to the wrestling. <laughs> Especially when it's like it's not like, you or anything they've heard of. Like you can't say it, but I would be absolutely fucking distraught to miss that. Yeah, but you
3: can always try and sort of manipulate the uh, relationship so they put it off for a few weeks. <laughs> I
2: don't, James. I don't think you understand how weddings work. Like, there is quite a lot of preparation that goes into it. It's not been, like I've when
3: been we've been to a lot of weddings. I've been in thirteen.
2: <laughs> it's, it's not like when we put you know the drinks, the Christmas drinks, back for a couple of weeks. Like it's a bit more complicated than that. Well, that was a lovely way to end
1: (laughs) the Wrestling Should Be Fun Awards with lots of nice chatter about how AEW's saved the love of a lot of our uh, passion for wrestling. And, of course... But
3: they (laughs) lost to WWE.
1: (laughs) Of course, the promotion of the year is AEW.
2: Wrestling has more than one royal family.
1: So that's the final award. Let's quickly go through all the award winners. Fun wrestler of the year, we had a three-way tie. We've got Riddle, Danhausen, and Cameron Grimes. Fun moment of the year, we've got the Index wedding. The rising star of the year is Brom Breaker. The feud of the year is Hangman Page v Kenny Omega. The moment of the year is CM Punk's return. Pay-per-view of the year is All Out. Tag team of the year, Young Bucks, Wrestler of the Year, Roman Reigns, Match of the Year, Ilya Dragon v Vivalta, and Promotion of the Year, AEW. Thanks everyone for voting. I hope that you've enjoyed the awards. And thanks so much to everyone for coming on Conman, Shaf, James, and Brum. Once again, thanks to all of you for being part of Wrestling Should Be Fun podcasts. I know it's not easy turning up every week. But I appreciate it when you can all make it.
3: Oh, can I just say uh thanks to you, Ross, mm-hmm. for hosting? That's all right, mate. Uh, always a pleasure and always like and keeping us together. And I also want to throw a shout out to uh to Dom for all the stuff he's done over the year. No, he's not been able to join us the last few weeks, but I think he deserves a, a shout out for all his contributions over the year as well and everyone else who's been on, but especially YouTube boys for, for keeping the
2: show running. Cheers, guys. Who yeah. was your uh pod host of the year, James? <laughs> 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 uh, Ross. I mean you've only been <laughs> here for the last two months, you know, so you can judge <laughs> yeah, it. Yeah, right?
0: it's definitely Ross. Yeah. <laughs> oh, we've got to give a shout out to a uh, new producer Phil as well. Absolutely. Shout out yeah, to definitely. Phil. He did he also did a I thought he did a, a cracking debut on the front end. I was gonna say in front of the camera, but yeah, <laughs> you've been, Phil. Got to go to Patreon to get the tapes. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
1: shout out Phil, like amazing work. Always a pleasure to work with. And the audio work that he does is spectacular for us, where he adds in all the themes of wrestlers and things, the, makes the- The
2: man theme- well, stop pulling back the curtain, you know? Like, people are just, you <laughs> know, we're doing that ourselves on the fly, right? <laughs> I've got a live band in.
1: That's <laughs> it, guys. Well, um, here's to a, to a lovely 2021 in terms of wrestling. And uh, it's hoping that it'll be even better in 2022. With that AEW Wrestling Should Be Fun trip. I hope you have a very Merry Christmas. We probably won't do one next week. So, yeah, Merry Christmas and make sure that you drink lots of water, look after your mates, and remember that wrestling should be fun. See you all soon. Love you, boss.
3: Peace, guys.
0: Wrestling should be fun, should be fun. Wrestling should be fun.